Hello, everybody, and welcome to the From My Point of View podcast. My name's Cassidy, and I'm the host of this show. Welcome to the first episode. For the very first episode, I decided to pick a topic that's going to be lighthearted and fun, which is, am I the asshole? And I picked a good selection of stories that I'm sure everyone can find a little bit of a relation to. Also, I apologize if you're watching on YouTube right now. I'm filming from my bed. Uh, I suffer from chronic illness and I'm having a really bad flare-up today, so I'm just more comfortable in bed. I've got my Diet Coke. And let's jump into my point of view. Before I start reading the stories, I'll just go ahead and give you guys a little week recap of what I did this week. So it's November 2nd, which means Halloween just passed. Um, I hope you all had a really fun and safe Halloween weekend. I know I had a lot of fun. I went out. I dressed up as a space cowgirl, which is disgustingly basic and I'm so embarrassed with myself. However, I only decided to go out about a day before like all the Halloween parties on Saturday. So, uh can't really blame myself, but I probably could have come up with something better. But my costume was so comfortable and like fun, so it's whatever. I had fun. I got my boyfriend a matching, well not matching, but like an astronaut costume to go with because it's like, you know, space cowgirl and astronaut. However, it's like the day that we decide we're going out, he decides he doesn't want to be an astronaut anymore and would rather be a hot dog. 19 years old, went out to the club dressed as a hot dog so that's wonderful I'm also Canadian so 19 is legal age in case you're wondering but yes that's how our weekend went um we had a lot of fun and it's Wednesday now so I'm back on school grind um I only had one test this week and two assignments due so it's a pretty chill week for once and next week is reading week I'm not sure if this is just a Canadian thing or if American universities and colleges have a reading week, which is just like a week halfway through the semester where you just don't have classes or any assignments to do. So I'm going to go home, me and Toast, my cat. I'm not sure. You'll probably see him wandering around here if you're watching the video or you might even hear him screaming through the mic. He likes to scream. I'm not sure if you can hear him right now. He loves to chat, so he's a good asset to this pod. But yeah, next week we'll be filming from home, me and Toast, because we get to go home and I don't have any plans because I don't have any catching up to do for school. Um, so I'm just going to get to relax pretty much and I'm super, super excited about it. I love being down here in the city, but there's nothing better than going back to my little old hometown and just relaxing for a while. Another segment I want to do at the beginning of each pod is a little book club moment. So if you're not interested, let me know. But I'd really love to do this because I'm trying to get back on my reading grind. I think it just like, I don't know, I love to read. But during school, a lot of my reading is not leisure, obviously. It's a lot of textbook. But I just picked up It Starts With Us today. Ignore Toast, he loves to bite my hands for some reason. But I picked up It Starts With Us, and I am about three pages in, so not sure how it's going to go yet, but I'm going to admit right here, right now, 
I did not love It Ends With Us. I thought that there was so much more she could have done with that book. I understand that it's um, like an ode to her mother and whatnot. That's awesome. It was good. It was fine. Just not my type of book, I guess. I just, I like a lot of her other ones instead. If you loved It Ends With Us, you should try Reminders of Him. I love that one. And I love Verity, which is a little bit different, but I still love that one. And I really think you guys should check out some of her other work because It Ends With Us is not, it's not her best, I don't think. I think TikTok really just blew that up, but... That's fine. I really hope that this makes me love It Ends With Us. I think if I get a little bit more closure, because I did not love the ending of that last one, I think reading this might make me love the series as a whole. This cat, I don't know. Does anyone else's cat do this, or does mine just absolutely hate my guts? Okay, so I have a total of three stories today to jump into, some a little bit longer than others. All of these are also posted fairly new, so they have not been, um, like, the moderators haven't voted them either way yet, which I like because I like to go in with an open mind. But let's jump into this first one. Am I the asshole for not letting my husband sit with us during girls' night in? My husband, 35, is disabled. He's in a wheelchair and is home 24-7. Because he needs me around to assist him, I'd have him in his chair nearby while I do laundry or cook or clean. He's with me most of the time except when I go to the bathroom. But even then, he'd complain about me being away for so long. I don't even go shopping. Everything gets delivered to our home. I haven't seen my girlfriends for a while and have arranged to start having girl night ins at my place since I can't be away from home, especially at night. I asked my husband for some privacy when my friends come and he took it badly. Took it as in I was annoyed and bothered by him, but I assured him it was not like that. He said if it's true then I'd let him sit with us during girls night in. I absolutely refused and tried explaining that my friends and I need some privacy and this is the only time we spend time together. I also explained that having him sit with us would ruin the purpose of a girl's night in. He threw a hissy fit and called me selfish and rude for refusing. He started giving me the cold shoulder saying until I agree to include him, he will not be speaking to me. Am I the asshole for choosing this hill to die on according to him? Okay, there's a little bit more, but we'll stop right there for a second. Absolutely not. I could not even imagine. This girl is so strong for one because I'm a selfish person. I'll admit, I'm a very selfish person. I could never, like, give up my life. Unless, maybe if I was in the situation, I'd have a different opinion. But I could not imagine giving up my life to take care of somebody else's and to keep, like... That's such a strong thing to do and I have so much props for this girl to never ever leave the house. I don't know, I'd go so stir crazy. But to answer her question, absolutely not the asshole. I think that the fact that this guy is 35 years old and can't understand 
while you might want a little bit of time alone, especially with like your friends, it's not like you're just going and needing some alone time by yourself. It's to hang out with your friends. Like you think he'd understand that. But then again, if he like can't leave the house either and he's not seeing any of his friends, maybe it's like a little jealousy thing that he can't hang out with his own friends. I'm not sure why he'd want to sit with a bunch of girls on a girls night unless he's simply just lonely and wants more people around. Maybe you could offer like him to have his friends over for a night every week or every other week or something just so he can have the same vibe. I also think what's giving me the icky vibes is that he gets upset when you even just go to the bathroom. Like that is, that's messed up. If he like can't even let you go use the bathroom or do your own thing for 10 minutes out of the day. I think it's a little bit of a control thing. There's a little bit of more context at the bottom. I haven't gone out in a while, haven't seen my friends or even my family in a while because he wouldn't go with me and also refuses to stay home with someone else to look after him. He even wouldn't let me be out of sight for more than a few minutes. I sometimes have to bring him near the bathroom so he could wait for me with the door open if I'm taking more time. He isn't sociable by nature, so he doesn't have friends. The only two friends he had showed their true colors after he became disabled and put a distance. About the girls' night issue, he said he would not let my friends in if I continued to exclude him, which caused a major argument between us. Alright. This whole situation is just like none other. I, I don't know. I definitely think there's a major, like, control issue. Like, if he absolutely can't even let you be out of his sight, that sounds like a major, like, him problem issue moment that he needs to solve. And I think therapy should definitely be in your guys' future. Like, not even your own family. The fact that, like, it always causes an argument is even worse. I couldn't imagine. Let's read a couple of comments. Not the asshole. He's using his disability to guilt trip you into having no friends or time for yourself. It is unbelievably creepy and wrong. He complains about you having bathroom breaks. He is toxic and controlling. (sighs) Completely agree. I'm looking to see if OP has made any comments themselves, but I'm not seeing any. Everyone else is absolutely agreeing, not the asshole, which I, you know, assume that would be the case, hopefully. I think that you guys need therapy, and if not, I hope OP isn't feeling tied down to this man simply because of the disability. I know trauma can really force two people together, so if she's just, she, I assume she, yeah, yeah, obviously, can't, like, I hope that she does not feel forced through this accident to stay with this man because... At this point, you're not even, like, a spouse to him. You're a caretaker, which there's people who do that for a living. Like, you should be able to live your own life. And if he truly does love you, he'd be able to see that too. But at this point, it just feels like a needy patient. Like, this is your patient, not your husband. I don't know. I think you this like relationship needs a lot of repairing I think it's just super 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 toxic and I wish that there was an update or comments on here because I'd love oh let's see I think OP might have 
there's no update from OP. They didn't make any comments. And this is a throwaway account. So that's pretty much all that we get. Um, I wish that OP would have given a little bit of a response. But I think that they got their point across and they got the answer that they were looking for. I'm not sure, like, why they even have to ask if they're the asshole. I think it's just so toxic that it's like a guilt trip. And I think that this relationship just needs to end. Okay, this next story is a little Halloween one. Halloween just passed, so maybe we can relate to this one. The title reads, Am I the asshole for choosing my budget over my boyfriend this Halloween? I need some perspective here. This whole thing is so out of control. I, 28 female, own my house, and my BF, 29 male, moved in in January. We had a ton of early money arguments and agreed that we would keep to a household budget. Also, he agreed to pay down his credit card debt. I have more flexibility in my personal spending than he does. Early after we moved in, my BF told me that as a kid, he always wanted to live in one of the houses that were totally decorated for trick-or-treat and handed out full-size candy. Here's where I messed up. I took this comment and not a plan. I took this as a comment and not a plan. When the end of September came, we went to the Halloween store and he was under the impression that we had savings for this. I didn't know. We go over the monthly budget together and it was never listed. When he found out that there was no Halloween savings, we had an argument. Afterwards, I talked to friends who all said that he had talked about trick-or-treat extensively and how much it meant. I chalked this one up to a misunderstanding on my part, so I came up with $500 of my money and went to him with an apology. He decided to buy one big piece, an animatronic clown and some lights. It burned through the $500, plus he had put a little on his own credit card. He wanted another big piece and was mad I wouldn't put it on my credit card. I asked if he wanted to put a handmade decoration or spider webs, but he said it would look cheap. A few weeks later, we had a fight over candy. He was still stuck on buying full-size bars. We easily get over 250 trick-or-treaters, and I said we just don't have that much money. We got the bulk bags of the good small bars. We all know that there's good ones and bad ones. <laughs> I also had these little coloring books for the allergy and diabetes kids. Jump forward to Halloween. Early kids showed up and he's letting them grab handfuls. I remind him we have a ton of trick-or-treaters coming and he got really annoyed. I had ordered a pizza for us so I get it and go inside for about 10 minutes. By the time I come back out, the trick-or-treat bowls were completely empty. He'd been dumping a third of the bowl in each kid's bag and had given out all the coloring books to whatever kids come along. He told me I'd have to go run out and buy more candy on my credit card. I said I wasn't going to do that and it wasn't my fault he just handed out 20 pounds of candy. He started yelling right there in front of the kids and I told him to come inside. He responded that he wasn't stopping trick-or-treating even if there was no candy. I told him to have fun with the clown and went inside. He came in 15 minutes later, then demanded that I leave for the night so that he could clear his head. He argued it was fair because I had already eaten and it was my fault the trick-or-treat was ruined because I'm cheap. I handed the rest of the pizza at him and refused. 
He left him into a friend's house, and I guess they spent the rest of the night drinking, handing out trick-or-treat candy and texting me how awful and cheap I am. Am I the asshole? This is insane. This guy is 29 years old. Okay, the only thing that's coming to mind for me right now... Okay, obviously, you're not the asshole. First things first, let's get that out of the way. Absolutely not the asshole. Why should you be expected to put it on your credit card? I understand you have a little bit more spending money, but if you already, you know, offered up $500 for the stupid singular animatronic clown, like, I understand those things are cool, but why not, you know, do a lot of homemade and spend a lot of your budget on that and have enough for the full-size chocolate bars? Like, why just get one huge clown? Like, that's just... Those houses aren't the best looking. It's the ones that you can tell are, like homemade decorations that look really put together and nice. I think that this guy has, I'm not trying to, you know, dig into people, but I feel like this guy might have had a little bit of trauma as a kid if he's this hung up on trick-or-treating. I think that there must be something that went on in his childhood where he didn't get that experience or he didn't get to trick-or-treat or he didn't his family couldn't afford maybe to hand out candy. I don't know. I just think that it's weird how hyped up over this he is. I understand, like, love the holidays. I love Halloween. I love Christmas. I love to go all out for these type of things, but if it's not in the budget, it's not in the budget, but you can make something work with $500. Like, that's a ton of money to throw away on something like this. And the fact that he was, like, immature enough to dump the bowls of candy in kids' bags. Like, if he's just hung up on Halloween, why not want everybody to have a good time? Um, Top comment on this, not the asshole. It sounds like he, one, isn't able to financially support himself. Two, you already support him financially. Three, you do more in the sense of organization, responsibility, and planning. And four, he fully expects you to realize his dreams without having to lift a finger. Please tell me this guy does at least half the chores. <laughs> um, I'm not seeing any response from OP on there. But I agree. This guy sounds like a fucking child. It doesn't sound like he does anything around the house either. And it's major manipulation. I probably wouldn't even let him back in the house now that he left and drank all night because... You wouldn't go and buy more candy for trick-or-treaters. Like, I don't get this. Everyone is also saying dump this guy. I agree. If he's just hung up on trick-or-treating, I can't imagine when it, you know, comes to something else that he's really passionate about. And when you're not willing to front the money for it, like, damn. I'm in university, obviously. I'm not, I'm already in so much debt and I'm not working a job right now because I can't really fit it in the schedule money is money's precious in some ways and I don't think if they already have like financial I'm not saying they have financial difficulty but you know budgets they have arguments about money clearly um if you set this budget follow the budget and if you know there's something coming up that you want to spend a little bit of extra cash on you know put it in the in the savings or whatnot, like, set aside money for those situations, and that $500 that she gave up, 
Like, don't give in to him like that. The second he starts, you know, being pissed off in that situation, that's when I'd kick him to the curb. I wouldn't give him the money to see how bad he gets after he runs out and then decide to kick him to the curb. I think she knows this relationship is over and she's just looking for a little bit of reassurance. And girl, based off of the comments, you got it. Like, you got the reassurance you need. And I'm not seeing OP in the comments on this one at all either. Okay, I found one. Um, A commenter says, not the asshole. It sounds to me like you're his ATM, not his girlfriend. Seriously, whatever issues he has to create so much credit card debt in the first place have not been resolved. He's fixing to ruin your credit rating, not raise his own. OP responds, defending the boyfriend. Is it boyfriend or husband? I don't know. OP responds, a lot of debt, a lot of the debt is understandable. He spent part of his childhood in foster care and his parents kicked him out when he was 18 with nothing really. He went into debt early to pay for his basic needs. Never really learned how to have financial literacy. Only when I pointed it out did he start to pay more than the minimum on his debt and start to work his way out of it. Ding, ding, ding. Obviously, like I said earlier, he had trauma in his childhood, so he's trying to make up for it now by doing above and beyond for the other kids. I think this guy also needs therapy for those issues, and he needs to start following his budget. And I agree, you you feed into it by giving him the money. I wouldn't even think about giving a guy the money if they treated me that way. There's another comment. What does he bring to your relationship, though? Does he pay bills, rent, contribute in any way? Or are you trying to save and change him? That's a trap people fall into trying to change their significant other, and it rarely ever works. If you end up wasting half your life on them, the fact that he ran and cried to his friend and they texted you basically how horrible you are should give you a huge clue into what type of person your boyfriend is, and it's not good. OP responded to this comment. After we had an argument first month, I set up a monthly house budget that just covers communal things. And he has been contributing half to it since. So half mortgage, utilities, etc. Because so much of his money is going to debt, I have more flexible personal budget and I put money into savings. But yeah, financially he pulls his weight and he spent the summer being compulsive about having a perfect lawn. So it's not like he's useless around the house. Okay, having a perfect lawn. It's one thing that has nothing to do with what you contribute to a relationship and a household. Um, great, you mow the lawn. Wonderful. You do one chore. I don't know. This guy sounds like a fucking loser. But he does sound like he needs he needs some help. So I hope this guy gets the help he needs to resolve childhood trauma from his past okay this next one has an interesting title am i the asshole for not wanting to go to my dead brother's 30th birthday party take a little sip before we get into this one my wait before i jump into this one i actually want to go back and check and see if op has posted any other any other on their page because it does not look like a throwaway does look like their post has been removed though once before oh 
it's just a link. They provided a link to the animatronic clown. And if you guys have ever been to a spirit Halloween and they have like that big clown set up in the middle, usually they have like some of their biggest, most expensive um, electronic things set up in the middle to jump out at you. And it's literally just one of those. Like the most basic ass stupid clown that obviously was not worth it. Anyways, moving on. OP did not post an update on here saying that they, you know, broke up or it was resolved. There's no update. This was also only posted four hours ago, so that could be it. Okay, now we can jump into Am I the Asshole for not wanting to go to my dead brother's 30th birthday party. My 23 female older brother died of cancer when I was seven. He was 12 at the time. He was my first best friend, and as a child, it was incredibly traumatic seeing him deteriorate and eventually die. I needed years of counseling, and I dealt with a lot of depression as a teenager because of it. A large part of me not being able to really move on, not forget him ever, but just get on with my life, was my mother insisting I get him a card and we go out for a meal to celebrate his birthday every year. I know for some people that might seem like an okay request and a nice thing to do, but it's incredibly difficult for me and can make my mental health decline. I'd just like to remember him privately and light a little candle on his birthday. I've told my mom this many times. Yesterday on his 29th, my mom showed up with a birthday cake and candles for him and I said I had and said I had to join in singing happy birthday. She then said for his 30th she's going to throw a huge party and invite all our family and friends. I don't want to go, but I know she's going to be furious and criticize me to everyone we know since the first time I told her I didn't want to go out for meals anymore. She said I was being awful and I didn't care about my brother. This really hurt and made me question whether I should just go with what she wants. Family friends started being cold towards me too. This is a sad situation. To the mom, like, I think the mom has completely, I know you never get over the loss of a child or a close family member like that, but to me it seems like mom has come to terms with it, so now she just enjoys celebrating her son, which is awesome. However, it appears OP has still not come to terms with this. She was young, probably didn't really understand very well, and all she saw was a very sick older brother, which sucks if that's her first best friend. I think that she still isn't over that, and with the years of counseling, I'm sure um, that helped out a lot, but I feel like to this day, maybe you still need that maintenance from a counselor or a therapist, because it it really appears you still haven't come to terms with this. And I understand everybody grieves differently and that, you know, doing something in your own time is awesome. And maybe you will never really get over this. And that's okay too, as long as you're able to cope. Obviously not the asshole though. I definitely don't think you're the asshole for not wanting to go out and celebrate and party if you haven't, you know, come to terms with it and be able to celebrate it. But just doing your own little private thing is, you know, that's fine. I don't agree with your family, you know, giving you the cold shoulder and whatnot. That sucks for somebody, especially when you really do care about your brother. 
But I also don't want to shit on the fact that the mom is able to party and stuff like that. Just because it's clear she just wants to celebrate her son. I think that's fine. Um, So no need for OP to shit on their mother over this. And no need for the mother to shit on OP or the family. Because everybody grieves and acts around death differently. And that's okay. Comment. Um, not the asshole. Your mom can mourn how she wants and you should be allowed to mourn how you want. It's totally unreasonable to expect you to engage in this despite your having explained it hurts you to do so. Exactly. I think it's perfectly fine if mom wants to party it up, but you shouldn't be expected to do the same. Not that I don't have sympathy. A parent losing a child is a terrible thing, but she's so deeply prioritizing her own mourning process over her still living children it's just not fair or reasonable i agree but maybe mom isn't trying to push this process i mean obviously if she's up she probably would be upset if her child does not want to go but maybe you guys just need to have a really you know good sit down chat and be like just hash it out be like listen i don't grieve and mourn this way I'm not comfortable doing this. It makes me sad. You're welcome. Maybe mom just thinks that OP is, you know, judging her process or thinking that it's wrong of her to do this. I think they just need to hash it out and be like, this is how I want to remember him. This is how I'd rather do it. And if they're not the same, they're not the same. But if you guys could compromise on something, that would be great too, because it's really good to, you know, have others around. Another comment, this right here. Everyone grieves differently. OP, you need to tell your mom ASAP that you won't be attending the 30th birthday bash because it will significantly affect your mental health. Tell mom that. If she needs to accompany you to a therapy session to understand that, then she's welcome. But hold firm. She has a year to get over being disappointed. I agree. You still have a ton of time. And like, yeah, go to therapy. Hash it out. Tell each other how you really feel. It doesn't appear that OP is, you know, adding too many comments on this post. Some people in the comments are kind of like shitting on mom for having a party, but I don't agree with that. Okay, I see a comment from OP on here. The commenter says, not the asshole. Intellectually, I know people grieve differently and we should respect others' people's style of grieving. That said, it's hard for me not to think your mom is making a stunt of her love for your late brother and it's reached the point that it's just a force attention on her. Look around. Other families in your community have suffered the loss of loved ones. Do they all grieve so crazily or do they carry on with their lives? Her friends are being cold to you. Do they grieve their lost ones like that? Sorry to be cynical, but I think your mother needs therapy. The idea of it, this is what OP says. The idea of it being more of a stunt has crossed my mind too. If my mom buys me a bunch of flowers, she sometimes asks me to post a picture of them and a caption praising her on social media. So I'm doubtful if she's throwing the party to truly honor my brother or if it's for attention. Okay, well, finding that comment really changes my opinion because maybe it is, you know, just for show. Maybe the whole thing, I actually know a lot of people like that, that, you know, have kids for Facebook or, you know, 
post everything on Facebook and want everything posted on Facebook and that's no way to live. So if mom is asking you, you know, to praise her on social media, I think maybe she's not quite over the death either and she just needs the sympathy. I don't, I don't really know now. That comment kind of changes everything. This was also only posted eight hours ago. I'm sorry for finding such new ones because there's no updates for these. Um, but of course no update from this girl. This also wasn't a throwaway account though. So maybe if there are updates from these, I can check them out next time. Hopefully they're not deleted because Reddit just loves deleting the best posts for no reason, but whatever. That's going to be it for my very first episode of From My Point of View. I hope you enjoyed hearing all of these stories from my point of view. And you guys can check out my Instagram. It's just from my POV pod on Instagram. Um, where you guys can DM me with any suggestions. I'll probably be posting the next topic on my story or as a main post um, three or so days before so you guys have tons of time to send in what you'd like to hear and your own like stories, comments, questions, stuff like that or if any advice you need. I love giving unsolicited advice if you couldn't tell but that's gonna be it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing it from my point of view.